time to talk harness racing now with Blake Redden and also Jason Bonington. Good morning to you guys. Morning, Gareth. How are you, Gareth? Did you enjoy last night, lads? Of course, it was Gordon Rothick and Medal Night. Yeah, no, yes, it certainly was Horse of the Year uh, Awards and Gordon Rothick and Medal Night and I had a magnificent night. Well, how about the voiceovers from Blake Red? No, they were the talk of the town, the packages that he put together for all those awards, 28 of them, and I'll tell you what, all the awards were magnificent, but the highlight, as should be the case, Gareth, was uh, Ginger Gleeson winning the Gordon Rothkin medal. Blake, you were um, you were witnessing it at home. Of course, it was live-streamed on Trot's Vision as well, and uh, just... Just how shocked Ginger was. Now, we always try and be very secretive with the Gordon Rothkin medal, and we try and make sure that the recipients don't know they're getting it on the night. They're just invited to come along for a dinner. But um, I can tell you from up on the stage, Ginger had absolutely no idea, and he took a good three or four minutes to just overcome the shock, which was beautiful to see and the emotion. Yeah, I can't believe Blake cut Demolecki's lunch. I, that's, no, I'm not, yeah, okay. <laughs> Five things we learned. Good on it's you, It's a jungle Jenny. out there, <laughs> Five things we learned. Ginger Gleeson awarded the Gordon Rothicker Medal, and he's a star, Ginger. Um, he's had a wonderful career. He's done so, so much for the sport of harness racing and loved his emotion there last night. It was it was the feel-good story, wasn't it, um, Ginger winning the, the Gordon Rothicker? Because as you say, and as he said, it, you know, Everybody in harness racing to him is a family member, and um, and for him to be there and not know that his actual family was uh, was also waiting in the wings to come out and watch him receive the award. I think um, Bon, it, it was there was an overwhelming sense of joy really when uh, when Ginger was announced, and uh, as you say, I, I think he was giving the fist pumps and he was pretty yeah. excited when he got up on stage, and uh, it was great to see because he's uh, he's a legend of the industry. That's what the award is for. It's not. It's not for the horse of the year. It's not for the person of the year. Um, it's not a 12-month contribution. It's a lifetime contribution to the sport, and that's why Ginger was awarded the um, the honour. And uh, and you know he he mentioned his personal connection with Gordon Rothick, having driven a horse for him a couple of times. Ginger Nutt, and um, yeah, I think it was it was a really well received award at the end of the night. Oh, the well, the, the reception was extraordinary when Ginger was announced uh, as the Gordon Rothick medalist for 2019, and the fact that. He was uh, handed the award by uh, Judy Rothka, the new board member for Harness Racing Victoria, but also Dick Lee, one of his great friends for a number of years. Jimmy O'Sullivan was uh, on the front table there, who of course won the Gordon Rothka Medal a couple of years ago. It was just, it was just a magnificent finish to a terrific night, and I love the fact that Ginger said, "I've you know spent my life pretty much wanting to win an award, to, to win this award." Too often, I reckon these days. Gareth, people uh, sort of talk about the fact, oh, you know, you know, it's uh, I don't necessarily need any accolades. It's okay uh, after a lifetime of work and achievement and trying for something to to want something like a Gordon Rothiger medal. And it was qu- great to see Ginger sort of really openly embrace the fact yeah. that I desperately, since I was probably 18, have thought I'm, I'm going to work really hard to try and achieve something of this magnitude. And that's exactly what he's done. What about Tornado Valley named the Victorian Horse of the Year? It was a competitive affair. There was a few horses that thought they would have been, or connections thought they would have been a chance to take out the big award of the nine. But I think they got it right, Jason. Oh, I've got no doubt, Kate, Kath, we were just mentioning this morning, Blake and I having a little uh, a little chat here at 400 Epsom Road talking about the fact that um, Kate was obviously pretty surprised that Tornado Valley won, but when you go through it, I mean, I don't see any other result that, that could have uh, that could have happened. I'm, my uh, my love of San Carlo is well known, but Tornado Valley was, um, I think, near an undisputed 
Victorian Horse of the Year. I haven't gone through the votes to work out out of the uh, the eight the eight uh, people who uh, submitted their votes, how many put Tornado Valley on top, but I'd, I'd hazard to say probably all they did. Bill Collins, winner ten, won I the Inter Dominion. Ten voters and ten out of ten. ten yeah, slam. so... so so there you have it. I mean, he was he was basically uh, well, he was the dominant trotter. I guess the one thing that surprises a few people is trotters don't often win the Victorian Horse of the Year award. But I guess Tiger Tara being the dominant horse, not trained on Victorian soil in those mm. big pacing races, Blake was uh, paved the way for Tornado Valley to win. And it, it, it's good that he has won an award like this because I mentioned on stage last night he's become one of those superstar horses that never gets the credit that he really deserves. He's head and shoulders above really at the moment and has been for quite some time so he deserved it yep no it was uh, it was a well-deserved honor and as you say if Tiger Tower was trained on Victorian soil obviously he would have been the the horse of the year but that's not to be so um left a bit of a gap in the market and Tornado Valley certainly cleaned up that gap with with, with his Inter Dominion win and and other group ones and um you know probably a shame we didn't get to see him in the Great Southern Star and it would have been um you know an all-time season from a mm. trotter really but uh, that wasn't to be but still deserved recognition on the night Dale Brown announces the new HRV CEO. What can you tell us about Dale, Jason? No, well, I, I'm, I'm not going to hazard to try and tell you anything about Dale, to be honest, Gareth. I mean, I, don't, I personally, uh, I, I don't... get Dale on at some point. Yeah, yeah well, can he's you please? Start, he, we he, might he start, get him on tomorrow. Oh, when does he start? He's starting very soon. He's starting in the next few days. So Just maybe, after Melbourne Cup Day, Wednesday after Melbourne Cup. Well, that's unfortunate. Maybe we'll get him in on... I don't know whether Dale's already got something going on for the Melbourne Cup. But no, look, well, I'll it, get him on tomorrow. That's what it's, I'll do. It's magnificent to... Uh, look, I, as I said once again last night... Um, it's good to have a racing person, and Dale Brown is 100% a racing person. He's been at Harness Racing Victoria in a stewarding capacity. He's uh, a qualified solicitor, from what I understand, and uh, he's done a great deal of work. He's been up in Queensland, obviously, worked for a long time uh, with Terry Bailey at Racing Victoria. So this is a man of significant experience in the integrity space in particular, but he's just a racing person, Bakes. And to be honest, I think that is exactly what, the industry in Victoria needs right now. It is a very, very unique game, this one that we involve ourselves in. And I just think it's a, it's a terribly difficult task for anybody that doesn't have that great depth of experience in racing. And I think that's what Dale Brown's going to bring to the table. Yeah, and as you say, he's, um, you know, I've never met Dale. I don't know if you have, but he's been the head of integrity at Racing Victoria for nearly a decade, I'd say, and, and sort of had, um, you know, a really strong hand in, in that company. But you're right, he was at Harness Racing Victoria before that. And, uh, it's quite clear his his integrity and his his legal mouse is um you know speaks for itself. I I really hope he comes with you know some fresh ideas as well and sort of puts that create creativity um around you know what can be a really exciting five or ten years for the sport if uh, if you know the right moves are made. So there's an opportunity I guess to come and and use that creative side as well. Worth and, noting over yeah. the weekend as well that uh, amidst the racing maelstrom, of course, that's going on at the moment where everyone's talking racing, that there was a wonderful article by Andrew Rule in the Herald Sun that spoke of um, the fact that Harness Racing Victoria is leading the way in the integrity space as well. So um, a, a big kudos there to Brent Fisher, who, of course, heads up the integrity department here. And from all reports and from what I'm hearing, I've met Dale a couple of times and have enjoyed his company, but they tell me he's the right man for the job. And those people I have so much re uh, respect for that told me that. So I wish Dale the best of luck. Boy, he's got a big job in front of him. And hopefully, as Blake just pointed out, he does think outside the square. He has a fair income crack and turns the sport um, upside down in a way with, I'm saying, with new ideas, new races, taking a putt maybe on shorter races, getting younger people into the sport. 
And uh, I, I hope he can do that. And it's a challenge. It's a massive challenge. But it's a wonderful sport, harness racing. And I think it's an easy sport to promote, um, especially with the double-seater sulkies and, and what you can do to get people there to the races. And you can get them nice and close to the action as well. You can be on top of the horses in the sport of harness racing. In saying that, I would love to get back to Mooney Valley or the showgrounds or somewhere where we can ha- have harness racing in a CBD. So, um, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next year or so, but good luck to Dale and his team there at HRV, boys. Okay. Four, Gun Cold overwhelms Carlo in the Swan Hill Cup, and God bless Kevin Seymour. He was such a good sport here on RSN Central the other day. I posted the question to, to Kev. If you win the Swan Hill Cup, will you shout the bar of beer? He went better than that. He shouted them for an hour after the Swan Hill Cup. And Colt 31, the race was set up for him in a way where Tam Major wanted to hold the front. Puppet thought, well, I'll make a race of it. And the connections of Tam Major, because they couldn't beat San Carlo if they handed up to him. San Carlo had to do all of the work once again, but he was always going to be vulnerable to a horse like a Colt 31. Yeah, no doubt about it. I'm a little bit dirty. I've been to pretty much every Swan Hill Cup since the uh, the track was put in there. It was often the first Country Cup, the terminal one of the yeah. uh, of the Country Cup season. I didn't go, of course, on wouldn't have minded Friday a free night. Drink. I wouldn't have minded a, fr- a free refreshment, but although there were, there were a few getting around at the Valley on Manicato Stakes nights, so it was all good. But um, San Carlo was extremely brave again. But it, look, Colt 31 proved incontrovertible. We already knew he's a, well, he's a Grand Circuit winner, but he's. As as vulnerable as San Carlo yeah. was, there's still only a handful of horses that could have tracked him into the race and run past him. And Colt 31 only got there by a lip. But the fact that he was able to run past San Carlo, who, and people will say I'm going off the deep end again, but he's in absolute beast mode at the moment. What he did in that race, um, the time he ran down the back, and the fact that he was able to crush Tam Major and left himself vulnerable, as I say, only to a very good horse, a Bling It On or a Colt 31. There's probably only three, four, five horses in, uh, in Australia that could possibly have run past San Carlo under those circumstances, in my opinion. So well done uh, to Colt 31. And just on the previous one, Bakes, as I, I let you uh, eulogise that win on Friday night, couldn't agree with Gareth Moore. This is an easy sport to promote. It, it, there's very, very little wrong with harness racing. It's just actually getting people's eyes on the sport. No, I wouldn't disagree. Oh, I suppose, yep. No, you, you're probably right. And I'll tell um, you what they need to do straight away is have that million-dollar race, Everest type of style race that you can organise tomorrow. That's true. Yep. That's, uh, well, that's that, f- that was certainly uh, thought about, and not sure why. Well, you can get the end. job done, Blake. I'm going to give you the All responsibility. Right. I'll, take it, I'll take it to Dale Brown first day. In well, the I've job got next the slots Wednesday. ready to go for you if you want, but you just just. How many can you sell? I've already sold. We're ready to go. Sold them all. Yeah, okay. But you know what? They would be knocking down this door to get into that race. Well, You're right. They would. Well. It's, Jason, please. No, no, I, no. Calm down. Don't give me please, because I, I, I actually agree with you. But Thank I, you. It, it, if, 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 if it does make you wonder why. If all of it's true, that's what I'm. That's what 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 concerns me and worries me. Why, if that's if that's true, what, why hasn't it happened? And I guess there is a new opportunity on the horizon. But um, Bakes, Colt Thirty One. Yep, Colt Thirty One was. I semi disagree. I think a number of different horses probably could have done what he did, um, not to take well, anything that, that, away from him. Well, that means you are taking something away from him a bit. No, no, I'm just I'm just disagreeing with your point. That he's won what? by a lip, so how many horses could have run past San Carlo under those circumstances? Because he's only got their oh, he was travelling like horse. the winner a long way from home. I, I'd say, yeah, five or six. Uh, sorry, seven or eight horses probably could have All done right, that. so we disagree eight, by two or three horses. Eight yep. Bakes. Eight yep. Bakes. Who would you prefer, Gareth. Colt 31 or San Carlo? Uh, 
Colt prob- 31 every day of the week. Well, he's probably going to win. It. But he is probably going to win is. more big races because San Carlo's in this position where he's just going to be vulnerable all the time. Well, what, yep. one's a, like San Carlo's nine years of age, but let's face facts, Colt 31 also needs his own favours. He can't make the play in a big race. So what does, what San, does San Carlo... Yeah, if it doesn't lead, it can't win because that's has to put too much pressure on that leader. And then it's always vulnerable to a horse like a Colt 31, Jason. Oh no! Well, he must have been leading in that in that Kilmore Cup. I'll go back and watch the replay. Yeah, it was three. But that wasn't that wasn't the was greatest the Kilmore Cup. So he went home in twenty nine seconds. Jason, you've got to think yeah. about your head rather than your heart all the time. He's, he's, <laughs> yeah, you've he's, been he's, running he's, this horse better than on the Mighty Quinn for just, the last just, three or four just, years. It's just embarrassing. Tell, just, tell me, Gareth, just tell me, Gareth. Is the Kilmore Cup one of the most? It is. But what uh, they go home in twenty nine seconds? They had horses like who was three wide without covering that race. Uh, Luke McCarthy's horse. It was, it was Cruz. Yeah, it was, that, that says it all. And it wasn't that far off them. Oh, look like, at Please, Jason. Look, you're look, better I'll, than I'll, that. I'll, t- I'll tell you what, wait, and, wait until this New Zealand campaign's over and then, yes. we'll talk, then we'll talk about who the best horse in Australasia is, all right? And who who do you think? Are you saying San Carlo's the best horse in Australasia right now? I, I, Gareth, I said we'll talk about it after the New Zealand So who after, do you think? The, the, who's the best the horse in Australasia right now? I reckon it'll be proven over the next little while. Who is Clearly, it? it's Spankham. Clearly, huh? yeah, Spankham's the best all round. Well, Blinging on's not far off them. He, he, yeah, he can do a little bit of work, but I'd say Spankham's the best all round. Yeah, and he's going to get more favours in New Zealand. Oh, boys, I'm not. Uh, look, you've told me not to wear the heart on the sleeve, all right? So we'll talk about it after New Zealand. <laughs> that means he thinks um, San Carlo. Yeah, which you can embarrass. Say it again, Jason. For it. put it on all record. Right, look, Darcy, calm down. <laughs> Storm inside breaks the track record in a stunning win. Yeah, this was um, well, it was. The uh, it was the not the entree, it was the dessert, I guess, after the uh, this one, <laughs> the Swan Hill Cup because he was the final race on the card and um, he was obviously favoured by the way the race panned out. But uh, to come off their backs, and I think yeah. he was jogging in 152 bonnet, was a it was a pretty ominous sign for uh, you know, the grand circuit going forward that yeah, he's going to be there. I caught, I caught up with Justin Baker, who's uh, involved with the horse, I believe, and a, and a couple of other people last night. Uh, plenty of people enjoying the, the uh, post award festivities at Crown last night. And he's look, if he can stay sound, the storm inside will be a genuine grand circuit horse. Uh, Gareth, if only you could have seen Bakes' face while he was talking about entrees and desserts to try to work out where he was going with his meal plan. Just I was trying to work out if it was the race before the cup or after, and I was really getting confused. Uh, <laughs> Hey, that's all right, brother. We all, tough we times. all, yeah, it's tough times. The Ashburton <laughs> Flying Stakes, only a couple of hours away. Um, Mickey Gurren was on our show talking about the All Blacks and how woeful they were on the weekend. But he also mentioned the Ashburton Flying Stakes, and he said that he's talked to his old mate, Mark Purdon. And Mark said, We, I think Spanker might be hard to beat t- today. Um, he's going, he's going well. So, are you with Spanker? Very tough races to sort out these open class events. And, Mind you, Cruz Bromax now trained by the All Stars again. Well, it's, it's an interesting situation, isn't it? It was a, I'd give that Mark Purden impression probably around a five and a half out of ten. It was probably it was crap. It was you know, free. He didn't, he, did, he didn't commit to it, and that's the problem. If you're mm. going to do something like that, you've got to commit. But look, the problem here is it's going to be a great race. This is the best field we've actually seen in the lead up to the New Zealand Cup. But it's because it's a hybrid of two races. Self-assured was never going to be in this race. He was going to go on another one, but. Um, the club there decided, no, we're going to put the two races together and make one big race. And so you've got a magnificent field, and your only little concern is with... Look, I reckon there's a chance that Self-Assured is actually better than all of the 
the uh, Mark Purd runners better than Spankham as well. But you just question, he's targeting an Inter-Dominion, not a New Zealand Cup. So is he going to be entirely wound up? Who's going to find the front? You know there's a great chance it's going to be hand up, hand up, hand up again. So it's very, very difficult to, to sort out who the likely winner is. I certainly wouldn't have thought Ultimate Sniper would win last start. So that's the confusing element. The exciting element for the Australians, Bakes, is the fact that our Uncle Sam's there and you'd like to see him perform well. Yeah, yeah, he's in a, he's in a tough spot. Obviously, drawn yeah. ten standing start, he's going to need plenty to go his way. I've got my own. We've spoken about it before. Chase, Chase Auckland, Auckland, he's nineteen dollars. He probably can't win because they're not going to hand the race to him. But three dollars forty a place looks okay. I think um, key to watch the betting in the last fifteen minutes there. And if there's one that's being heavily backed, I'd be following the money. A few SMSs coming through, lads. Oh four one six ninety fifty fifty two to join the conversation. What about Ryan Warwick, a WA driver over there? He drove six winners out of six races, which is the card at Calabaran there yesterday. Well done to Curly Warwick. Oh, well, he's just a he's just a magnificent driver. I, I've got a funny feeling, just a sneaking suspicion from a production meeting I had this morning that that might be a highlight on in the gig tomorrow. Do but, you think uh, so? But I think I were, think the longest price winner, however, yeah. was a dollar sixty-five. So three dollar oh four favourites. Yeah, I probably could have been going close to driving all of those horses myself to victory. Well, I don't know about that. Someone actually, so. someone actually last night, a friend of yours from Mildura was telling me you were actually a very good left arm quick last night, Gareth, which I... Well, that's uh, fact. I, I, I look, that's I, fact. I, I look at you now and I think to myself, probably never was an elite athlete, but apparently you were very, very dangerous Sharp, uh, yeah. dangerous in his day. He used to, and he used to like to bowl the, 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 the chin music, a little oh. bit of the short material, yeah. So, so look, you couldn't have driven them, but um, Ryan Warwick did and... I mean, that team's just outstanding. He's a very good driver. Yep. And at WA, you think I knocked WA harness racing, but in terms of the driving talent in WA, it's absolutely exceptional. Yes. Now, I had the honour of meeting and having a few beers with Jay Bon at the Valley on Friday night, but unfortunately, <laughs> we had to watch San Carlo get rolled. Hashtag out. you got fans out there, Bon. Yes. Oh, Who was no, that, it's Johnny? Oh, it's just it's just it's just fun to catch up uh, catch up at the races whenever you do. And um, look, we watched mass destruction uh, a, f- a few uh, a few people at the valley, and that was that was a moment of excitement because we like mass destruction in the in the Trotters Cup, but it didn't work out with San Carlo. But I think I think once Colt Thirty One just sidled up onto San Carlo's back there just before the turn, and they were running down the back. I pretty much slipped out of the sports bar and was nowhere to be seen. So uh, I'm sorry to that fan that San Carlo uh, <laughs> San, San Carlo that lost. Fan. But um, Johnny's his but, name. Uh, you remember him? Oh yeah, Johnny. Yeah, no, no, I don't actually. But um, <laughs> it, it, no, it was lovely to That's meet you, very Johnny. No, it was lovely to meet. Always RSN, where the spring racing carnival happens. Speed with Gareth Hall, Blake Redden, and Jason Bonington. Time to wrap it all up. But this is from Tony. It will be Colt Thirty One. He's the best horse in Australia, and he'll prove it in New Zealand. Well, I just yeah, okay. I think you'll I think you'll acquit himself extraordinarily well. I think it's really difficult to it's very very difficult to say any horse is the best horse in Australia or New Zealand or Australasia at the moment. Tiger Tara had that mantle and he well and truly earned it with his deeds last season. Right now that title's up for grabs, Bake. So um, I hope for all the uh, the Sunshine Staters, the Banana Benders, that Colt Thirty One represents the state extremely well. Bling it on under the right circumstances, proved in the Victoria Cup that he can win, you know, in Inter-Dominion, and I think San Carlo can as well. You're in the Spankham camp. Well, you, you're, you're actually... Chase Auckland's your best mate, but yeah. but but you're sort of hedging your bets with Spankham, which Not is Not really. Great. I just think right now he's the obvious, he's the most well-rounded okay. of them all. All right. Mm. Now, boys, 
Um, looking forward to the rest of uh, the carnival space, especially over there in New Zealand. So we, we're trying to get the show to the Inter-Dominion over in Perth. I mean, not Perth, in, in, in um, Auckland. <laughs> so we'll need to work on that. Hey, Blake, you were superb. Jason, job well done. And I was over the moon. I was surprised. The, the biggest surprise of last night was actually Jason had a black suit. Well, it, it, was, it was a higher job. <laughs> Didn't obviously. have a choice. It was, I, no. it's, it's going back to uh, he was taken by courier to the to the suit. Yeah, job. And, I'm, and I'm and I'll be taking it back to David Marks. But I really appreciate their help during the week. And what well under Mickey Gurren as well. Just quickly, who was the lady that won the award from the Charlton Harness Racing Club? Andrea O'Gorman. She was Andrea wonderful, Andrea O'Gorman. She? she was the staff of mine, Harness Racing Victoria. Um, could listen to her. I love her ideas and the way that she's. Um, thought outside of the square so she was great to catch up with Angela we might even get her on the show um I love the passion that she's been able to to um have for the sport and she was great to listen to as well didn't hadn't been to a racetrack 10 years ago or to a trotting meeting and now lives it and breathes it so job well done and well done to all the award winners there last night and well done to Clayton Tonkin and Emma Stewart's PT unbelievable I've never seen anything like it they've that they are looking like um, complete athletes these days. I thought I thought once or twice about whether to broach the subject on stage, but I'm I'm no, glad it's that great. I did. It's a I'm great story. It was well received by yep. Emma, and they I mean they 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 do deserve kudos, and I think it is a little bit of a lesson for all horse people out there that are working so hard. I mean I know it's hard to find time, but what they've done is they've said to themselves, if we want to maintain this frenetic tempo, this 42 second lead time uh, for the next five or ten years, we're going to have to get fit and uh, as fit as our horses and that's exactly what they've done. They both look terrific. Oh, 10 out of 10 and their PT, that's the training performance of the year. Maybe maybe we'll, Pete, we'll, we'll maybe Pete the, Tonkin we'll if he's listening. Gareth and yeah. send it through, mate. I need it. Thanks, lads. See Thanks, Gareth. Gareth. There we go. Blake Redd and Jason Bonington. This is RSN Central with Gareth.